Look at Talk. Brand new episode starts right now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk. Welcome to the second episode of season six of Liquor Talk. I'm your man, Victor, podcaster here in Florida. We done survived the storms. And tonight, my guest coming from you from VA by way of California. She is the host of the Crush Gasm podcast. She make you talk about your crush if you had one. She's going to put you on the spot about your crush. Going to figure <laughs> out everything to know about your crush. She's the host of the Crushgasm podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love for Kendra. Pour it up for Kendra, y'all. How you doing tonight, Kendra? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm All so right, excited. So let's get right into it. Talk to people about your podcast, the Crushgasm podcast. Oh, well, Crushgasm is a podcast, like you said. My guests come through and we talk about a crush they've had in their life, whether it be a good or bad experience. A crush is a crush. Uh, we range from fictional, like I've had people have crush on, like, Beast from Beauty and the Beast or real-life crushes. So, you know, I, as long as it's someone who stole your heart, we'll talk about it. Wait, someone got their heart stolen by a fictional character? Well, I mean, you can fall for a fictional character for sure. I've had plenty of them. I, I also, like, on top of the podcast, I blog as well about crushes every week, too, to coincide with each episode. And every every week I will, if my guest picks, like, Disney, like a Disney crush, you know, they do their episode, I will write a blog about my Disney crush. And since I was little, my one of my first crushes was Robin Hood the Fox. So he definitely stole my heart, and I was so jealous of Maid Marian. I hated her. I was like, mm. Mm, that biatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that biatch. The only, <laughs> the only Disney crush I could think of, I may have maybe would have had, was um, the older sister of Lilo and Stitch, because she was looking thick. <laughs> she she was uh she's probably like the thickest of the Disney uh women too now I'm thinking about it but yeah like Aladdin is a big one Prince Eric from Little Mer I mean Jasmine a lot of we also have this one topic on Crushgasm called sexual awakening crush it's like the crush that made you feel those special feelings for the first time and I see these lists all the time and Princess Jasmine in the red outfit towards the end a lot of people like 30 something millennials will say that was their sexual awakening crush it's wild damn I thought it would have been Beyonce or Maya <laughs> or one of the models in the King magazine not a Disney crush well, if you think about it, the first thing we see in life are animated characters. So I think a lot of our initial crushes for a lot of kids and a lot of people is like a cartoon character that I think then spawns what you like later. Like I had a guest call, uh, by the name of Brittany High. Her first crush was Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and then that spawned her liking guys who just partied and like, you know, like pizza until she got a little older in her 20s and realized that's probably not the type of guy that you want to settle down with. <laughs> so what inspired you to start this podcast? Well, I had been a writer for over 10 years, like a blogger, freelance writer, and I did a lot of interviews. Like I would interview bands a lot or just creative people. And during the pandemic, of course, I was bored. My husband started one and I was like, well, he does it. I mean, how hard can it be? You know. <laughs> so I put together my love of just asking people questions and my favorite thing, which is sleepover talk, like talking about who you like and ta-da, Crushgasm <laughs> was born. And I also yeah. thought there was a lack of like women podcasters. I saw a lot of male, a lot of white male, and I was like, where are the black women at? So I wanted to get out there and I also wanted to do it 
because I noticed guests were also staying very male, very white. And I wanted my show to be a place where everybody was invited and included because a crush is just such a universal thing. So I wanted to open it up to men, women, non-binary, every race, every like sexuality, everything. So I've, I think I've accomplished that in over 100 episodes, too. I'm really proud of my guest list range. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I looked it over, yeah, I'm definitely, you definitely did a good job with that, you know what I'm saying, you definitely, but I never thought people would um, admit that they had a crush on cartoon characters, that one, <laughs> that one, you got me right there. <laughs> really, I, when I first started, I got a lot of anime characters, which is like, we talked when you came on my show about like, being like kind of what are they talking about, that's the topic of crushes where I do have to do a lot more research is anime. I've had a few guests bring gay anime crush to the table, and I'm like, who is that? Yeah, don't feel bad. I got to do a little research on anime, too. I, I watch it every <laughs> now and then, but it's like, I'm not deep into I can't tell you every yeah. little thing about it. Sailor Moon is, like, where I draw, like, a line for me. I don't, like, my brother loves it, and I'm like, I just, I don't, it's not my cup of tea for animation. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So what have you learned about cr people and crushes? through from your time in podcasting with the 100 episodes? I've learned that everyone has one, of course. I've also learned that they actually are more deep than you think. Like when you like a certain character, what does that represent in you? Like I had a, um, a recent guest, Barry Carter. He really liked Marky Post's character from Night Court, who is a public defender. And I think that spawns from him growing up and loving the thing between right and wrong. He loves superheroes. So I think that kind of morphs too. So I think like crushes aren't just physical. It's also like you have to go a deeper layer. And I, I like unraveling. People are all, some, I have a lot of guests say, I didn't know this was going to be a therapy session. <laughs> or they're just like discovering things about themselves. Because on the surface, you think, oh, yeah, she just likes a Backstreet Boy. But what does that really mean? And I like to unravel that. Mm, mm, that's real. So now going to your personal life, you know, so was your husband someone of your crush or was this someone that you just felt like you needed? Well, I wouldn't say when I was online dating, I don't think I really had any crushes. It was more like when I dated him, I went out with him and it was like the middle of the week. And I instantly, like we spent the weekend together and I knew, I just knew he wasn't like a long-term crush. Like we dated, we went on a couple dates and I knew I wanted to be with him because he made me feel like me. He was the first person I ever went out with that I was like, I could totally just be my dorky, weird self. And he actually likes it. So we'll keep this guy around. <laughs> and that's real, that's real, you know what I'm saying? So, so now I did, now talk about your crush. Like has anybody ever questioned you? Have you ever done an episode where you just diving into your crushes? Um... No, I rarely do solo episodes. Sometimes if like I, I have like a lull in guests, I'll or it's like a special occasion. Like every year when my grandma was alive, uh, they you know People Magazine releases that Sexiest Man issue. Well, on Thanksgiving, it's usually around November that they do it. I would take it home for Thanksgiving and I would make my grandma play Who Would You Rather Bang out of all the guys. And she loved that game. She has since passed. But so when I started the show, she had actually passed away, I think, earlier that year. And I was like, well, as an homage to my grandma, I'm going to keep doing these solo episodes. So I will talk occasionally about my own crushes on the show or if it comes up just casually. But I usually keep that for the for crushgasmpodcast.com with the blogs. Mm, that's real. That's real. That's real. Um, so, so there was no crush you had that just inspired you to say, 
I'm feeling this way about this person. So let me talk to other people about it. I Yeah, we there's definitely those foundational crushes, I call them. I would say like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, and as I said, Robin Hood, the Fox from Disney is probably my, like, we call it a Britney High, the Michelangelo crush. We, she called it Mount Crushmore. So if I had a Mount Crushmore, those would probably be the four that are like, why I love talking about crushes or when I was little, like they, I talked about them the most. So from from your time, have any of their guilt your previous guests have a happy ending with their crushes? Yeah, we had one. Um, what was her name? It was like one of the first episodes, but she actually married her crush. They had a lot of like back and forth. She ended up moving to like New Jersey. I think he was still in Florida. He was coming up, helping her with her music. And then it was, but he was with someone at the time. Then they finally broke up and she was like, let's, you know, are we going to make this work? Yep. They've been married now for quite some time. So we did have a happy ending crush. Wow. So, so we've had one. Mahogany Jones was her name. She is a hip, hip hop artist. Wow. Just, just one happy ending crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually, Yeah. You know, I give everybody a list of like, uh, you know, if it, do you have one of these? And one person uh, over a hundred episodes has picked a crush that's worked out. Wow. What? So what does that tell you about crushes? Does it say that you shouldn't just pursue your crushes? That that, is that what you're getting from it? Or what do you get from it? I think that most of it is like our crushes are based in like a fantasy. I think that's the most fun part of it. It's like, like a celebrity crush is so common because that's just what we grow up with. You see someone on TV, you like them. And of course, it's not going to work out between you and Ryan Reynolds or you and, you know, Betty White. But the crush, the fantasy lives on, you know. So I think that's why. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of the, I think that's why I got away from celebrity crushes because <laughs> it's like, I said to myself, what would they be like in real life? You know, so Yeah, you just never know. I mean, I talk about Nick Carter and he was definitely a foundational crush from Backstreet Boys, but he had a reality show, not the one with his family, but the one with his wife. And I watched that and I was like, Yeah, I don't like like it would like we would have never worked out anyway. But in my head I was like, it definitely would have worked out because he's like a grown child and I couldn't deal with that. He was very whiny. I felt really bad for his wife. I was like, thank God. I was like, thank God twelve year old me didn't get to marry him. Yeah, you know, because (laughs) because over the years I'm like, I look at some of these celebrities, I'm like, the only one that seems like they'd be chill and cool to hang out with, probably like Someone like the Snoop Dogg or maybe Issa Rae, somebody like that might be cool to hang out with. And mm-hmm. you know, but to marry, I don't even know because they probably got the stress of being a celebrity all on mm-hmm. their shoulders and stuff. So you wouldn't, you and I probably wouldn't understand what the hell they go through. Yeah, I think for a celebrity, well, there's been a few occasions where a celebrity has married a, a normal. You know, after they've already risen. But I think if you're not with them at the beginning of their career, it's it might be a little hard to, like, understand their life. I think Zac Efron dated a, a waitress. I believe Matt Damon's wife was a waitress. And Matthew McConaughey might be, might be making that up. But one, one of those two, one of those mm-hmm. two Matts dated a, a, what their waitress, I believe. That's real. That's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. I sound a whole lot better when you have some liquor, ladies and gentlemen. You should know that by now. All right, we will talk to Kendra from the Crush Gasm podcast. Kendra, what's your favorite kind of liquor? 
I love Cayman Jacks. It is a pre-made uh, margarita in a little glass bottle. Comes in a six-pack. So delicious. Or anything that's like blueberry, I've discovered, is very well. I like, mostly I order if it's blue. When I go out, I'm like, make me something that's blue. Because I think blue, you can't go wrong. Okay, make you something blue. Okay. Um, <laughs> like okay. an audios, uh, the audios mother, motherfuckers. Yeah. Because <laughs> living also, being from L.A. and living there so long, it is expensive to go out there. So I would be like, what is that? That's strong and I only need one? Okay. <laughs> $15 yes. for the night. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of L.A. because even when I visited like six <laughs> years ago, I'm like, God damn, shit is expensive. We in traffic <laughs> every day. Like, my goodness. Yes, it is, I think, a beautiful place, beautiful place, but it's also gone downhill in recent years. I would not, I, I'm going to visit, like, I, we were thinking about moving back this fall, and I was like, if this summer I went for a trip after two years, I was like, if this trip goes well, that's where we're moving back to. I was there less than 24 hours. I texted my husband. I was like, yeah, we're not moving back here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, crying. I was so upset. I hated my trip this summer, but it was nice yeah. to see family, I guess. You hated your trip back to Cali. Wow. Yeah. Well, my family's not from, like, the nice part of Cali. My family is, like, you've heard of Palm Springs. Well, we're the town, like, an hour, half hour, 45 minutes before you hit Palm Springs. That's all trailers and meth addicts. So mm -hmm. to go there is not the greatest. I thought you were going to say Compton or Watts. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm trailer trash. That's a... I'm mixed. I say I'm black, Spanish, and white trash. That's what I say. Hey, well, hey, they made a beautiful product, so, you know, know, somebody happy with you, you know, so it can't be that bad. I thank my dad for those jeans. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, the but Cal California is st still a mess, even though I see they're trying to be eco-friendly and stuff, but it's still expensive as hell out there. And I see a lot of people flocking California for Arizona. Mm -hmm. And some of the asses wind up in Florida. I'm like, how did you wind up in Florida from California? I don't It's just getting too expensive out there, you know? It's like, for the what you're going to pay there, you're going to be in a shoebox or you could move elsewhere and have a whole house to yourself. Like, what are you going to choose? It's just, it's wild. So I'll, I probably will never, unless I won the lottery and could live by the beach, I probably would never go back. Yeah, the only way I would even think about California is if somebody paid me to do a residency, like you know, like mm -hmm. like a Vegas residency. Somebody <laughs> paid me to work in California for maybe two months, and then I'm gone. Okay. Yeah, I mean Vegas is okay. That I went there on my trip this summer as well. Too hot though. Too hot. <laughs> really, Vegas is too hot. Yeah, growing up, I thought, because leaving California, you lose it. Like, I used to wear a hoodie in, like, 90-degree weather, 100 degrees. I was like, this ain't nothing. I lost it moving to the East Coast. But, yeah, I, right when I walked out that airport in Vegas, I was drenched. I was, like, waiting for my Uber. And I was like, I'm not wearing a different outfit. Because I, I went the week that Barbie came out, and I was like, I'm wearing this pink outfit to Barbie. So I had to just take it off and air it out in the hotel room for an hour and then put it back on. I went to see Barbie. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's very hot yeah so you lived out in the west so talk about the biggest adjustment you had to make me move to the east coast i think it was just leaving everything i've ever known i just never knew weather i've had all my friends are there my family's there so to go from just always having people that you 
love and know that you could hang out with to like moving across the country to a place that our town is mostly like old people or college students. So to be my age and not have kids, it's like really hard to like make friends. So we're moving again this fall and I'm really excited and hopeful that this this will be the place where we can make some actual friends in life and stuff as adults. Was it a college town or how close to DC is it? Um, we're about two hours from DC, but we're in, um, we're, yeah, it's college town, JMU, James Madison University. Mm -hmm. So I think it brings about over 20,000 people with the students every semester, every like fall. Then the summer, it's really nice. It's really quiet. No traffic. <laughs> well, shout out to the Dukes then. <laughs> one stop for them. Um, your husband went there or you went there? No, his his family just lived here. This is where his parents were. So we're like, oh, he hadn't seen him because of the pandemic and they're, you know, getting older. So we're like, we'll come here and hang out with them for a while. Now we're moving on. <laughs> bigger and better. Always, always bigger and better. Yeah, going to Ohio. <laughs> and hopefully. From Virginia, from California to Virginia to Ohio. Hmm. Well, I think it's because I spent 16 years in L.A. and I was like, no, I can never leave here. I feed or planted here. But then I realized you really get, you got to get out and you got to see the world because it's just like you get to live so differently. And so much. like when we moved here, the best thing was it being so clean. After being in LA and like everything smelling like urine when you walked outside, because I was like, wow, there's no trash. There's no people I have to step over or crack needles. This is cool. Wow. Green. Man, yes. that must have been in the really rough parts of LA. You know? We weren't actually. We lived in like Long Beach in the really nice like little neighborhood, but it was like you go a block this way or that way, and it was like, you might get shanked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that, that sounds like Miami to me because Miami, oh, okay. Miami will have the beautiful, nice parts, but you keep going down that street, you're going to end up in first 48 Miami. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to see the park. You're going to see the football fields where all the youth are at and stuff, you know. So you're going to see that, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> any city, to be honest. Yeah, you just got to know where to go and where to be at. That's why we're, we're moving to Ohio. We're going to go there at the end of the month and kind of check out where we want to be. Hopefully get a good location. Yeah, I feel you on that move. I got a sibling right now that's recruiting. I'm like, is the state of Texas paying you, girl? Because oh. every time I talk to this person, they trying to recruit me to Texas. Texas is this. Texas. I'm like, okay, I get it. Texas is wonderful. I get it. You know, mm -hmm. but we working through some things right now, you know, so. <laughs> what uh, what part of Texas? Uh, they talking about moving to Houston, but I think they're on the outskirts of Houston. Uh, my dad's from Houston, so he's a big, like, go Houston. He doesn't, he hasn't even lived, he's like 80-something. He hasn't lived there in like 60 years, and he's still like, Brett's Texas. <laughs> Man, I know people like that. I know I've, I've worked with people like that that will go crazy for Texas, but they in Florida. Or I know people that go crazy for New York, but they're in Florida. I'm like, sir, you sitting here talking about these New York teams, but you're in Florida. Yeah, I have a big thing. Like one of my biggest, like kind of pet peeves, I call it, is like school pride or like hometown. Like I don't understand it. So it's like having pride in where you're from is just like, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Like it's just a place. Unless yeah. you're from somewhere really, really cool, but it's I don't know. Like <laughs> I mean I got pride for my college, you know, because I graduated, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? But... I know. <laughs> <laughs> we but didn't we didn't have a we didn't have a football team, oddly enough. Isn't that weird for college? 
Wait, what college did you go to? I was at Cal State Northridge. We had a great basketball team, I guess, but and track, but we didn't have a football team. Oh, that's that sounds like a lot of them California schools. They got the they got the basketball team. You'll <laughs> uh, you'll see them across the board. Cal State Fullerton or Cal Long Beach. You know, I'm like this random ass California school. <laughs> there's like so I, there's so many Cal States. <laughs> They're easier to get to <laughs> into. <laughs> Of and course. when you're poor, when you're like a poor kid, you can apply to all of them for free, which I did. Um, but you only get four free UC waivers. So I didn't want to waste any on the bigger schools. I only applied to the four that I could get into. And then I was like, UCs are double what Cal State costs. So I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely tell you on that. Um, um, actually, one of, actually, one of my love interests out in California, I actually graduated from Bethune-Cookman of a fam, a fam, a rival of FAMU, but I'm like, how the hell a girl from LA graduates from Bethune? But I don't know. I meet people from California. I met people from California when I was at FAM as well. I'm like, wow, that had to be some kind of a drive. My my husband went to film school in Florida, and he ended up in California. So yeah, it's a drive. It's a drive. And his I'm, roommate I'm ended up saying, but like I drove from um. I rode from Orlando to Philadelphia. I said, never again. I, <laughs> I said, I would rather just fly and just buy me a new car when I get out there. Because that drive is long. Yeah, we we drove cross country to move to Virginia. And I my husband's one of those, we got to get there. So it was like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Like really fast. So I didn't get to see much of the country. <laughs> but because he was like, no, we'll do I'll do 12 hour drives. Like we're getting to Virginia. And um, so I would like to do it again and maybe see more of the country next time. I also yeah. don't I'm a passenger princess, so I don't I don't even drive. So. <laughs> So you just the passenger princess, not even helping them with the drive. Yeah, so that's why I don't mind long drives. <laughs> no wonder you don't mind it. He he looked like he got to drive all twelve hours. Yeah, we used to like go to like in California with my friends. We used to drive to Vegas a lot for concerts. And the last time it was like the Backstreet Boys had their residency there, and it was July three car accidents. The trip got elongated so much. We were in a car that with very old car, the AC was not that great. We all looked at each other and we're like, we're flying from now on. <laughs> Cause it's like a 45 minute flight. Yeah, of course it's a 45 minute flight and you got AC, you know, so of yeah. course, <laughs> you definitely do the flight. You know, I don't even blame you. Now mm -hmm. getting back to crushes, like what is some <laughs> advice you would love to give people about approaching if they have a real life crush? Like, if they have a real life crush, what should they do? I mean, not not celebrity crush, but real life. I think if you have a real life one, there's no harm in going after it. Life's too short. If they like you, they like you, and that maybe it'll work out. If they don't, especially if you're an adult, move. You know, live, let, learn, and move on from it. I think when you're younger, it might be harder because you're in school and you're gonna see them every day. But if it's just like a person you see randomly, like on the bus, on your commute go for it what do you what do you have to lose you know yeah i definitely i definitely agree with that you know what i'm saying life is definitely too short and um and some crushes you never know you just go for it you just never know what happens like there's a crush that um i didn't tell you about the college crush that you know that everybody told me not to go out with but i learned the hard way that you know people <laughs> tell you things for their own good you know so mm -hmm. yeah like also, you just like, you might think they don't like you, might not be their type, but you also don't know unless you try. 
You never know what somebody's type is or what they're into. So I say go for it. Yes. Now, on the flip side, what would you do if you found out someone, assuming you weren't married at the time, what would you do if you found out someone was crushing on you? Well, it just depends on who it was. I mean, I'd probably, like, take a free meal. I tell my husband all the time. I used, in L.A., it's like you said, it's expensive. I went on dates all the time just for a meal because I was on the struggle bus and I needed to eat. <laughs> so I was like, let me let me get to know this guy over some enchiladas, <laughs> which well, I tell him all the time. He's like, $6 enchiladas, what does it? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I mean, well, well, but nowadays you can't do that with these guys because a lot mm-hmm. of guys now, they like, Split the check, you know, they'll look at that way they're so bold and say, split the check. That would have been rough for me back in the day. I would have been like, you take EBT? Oh, no. (laughs) You know, and in my head, I'm like, why the hell did I think of this all these years? Yeah, uh, if somebody had a crush on me, like, I I would be honored. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Because when I, growing up, I, nobody ever told me they had a crush on me in school or anything. So I think, like, I've never had someone come on the show and actually, like, I, I want to approach, like, the cool kids that I grew up with because, like, everyone had crushes on them to know what it's like to be on that side, to know what it's like to be that popular kid that everyone likes, you know? So maybe one day I'll approach one of my former classmates about that. Yeah, I wonder what it's like to be the popular kid because, but then I, then I look back and I say, you know what? Years later, you see the popular kid. They got two or three kids now, yeah. <laughs> or they probably ain't even doing well for themselves. I'm like... You were so popular. You were the star player on the basketball team. And now I'm seeing you with two or three mini-me's and you're not <laughs> like, what the hell went? What the hell happened? I, I will say the, the men that I did go to school with, um, I don't know. So time was not kind to them. I'll just say that. But the, most of the girls that I went to school with, they either look better or the same. But a lot of the men, uh, it's, it's not going well. I don't know what's in the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the- <laughs> I think some of the men aren't really taking care of themselves or you never know. Some, some aren't and some not. Um, I will say maybe wow. a little too much liquor for some of them. Cause they got those beer, beer bellies. And I'm like looking at pictures, like that was the football player that, Oh my God, he was like an all-star baseball player. That's insane. But you know, you never know what someone's going through though. I'm excited. My 20th anniversary is coming up in 2025. We're trying to plan it now. Cause we missed the 10th one. <laughs> That wasn't on me, though. I wasn't the class president. But so I'm, me and my best friend are trying to help our former class president plan it. I'm, I'm really excited to go back and see everybody and <laughs> see how the crushes are doing. Actually, I know how all my crushes are doing. I'm friends with almost all of them on Facebook. Wow. You, you, see, you better than me because the ones, <laughs> the ones I had my own, I don't even have them on Facebook. Maybe I do. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, you, don't, you don't check up on them? <laughs> No, I don't, because it's like you get so locked into your life, and you're like, you know what? I'm not about to stalk them. Um, sometimes I, I I snoop around my exes, one of my exes' page, but you know what? I'm like, even even that, I'm just like, I'm just over it. Like, you know, I'm like, you're the only way it's gonna happen. You you come back into my life is if the universe forces you back into my life somehow. You know. I will say, though, like, it, it helps, though, to look at your former crushes, because sometimes you realize maybe it was for the best that they never liked you back because their their lives are so different. Like my my elementary school crush went to the army, 
I definitely didn't ever want to be an army wife. My middle school crush, he's not that, I just look back and I'm like, why did I even like him? Like he wasn't even that attractive. I think it was kind of like he was just there and cool. And he has like a wife and kids. I don't want that life. And my, my high school crush, he actually married the girl that he dated in high school. Yeah. She, she was like, oh, she looked like leather. She was too tan. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even find like a lot of girls that I want. I want to see my senior. I was low-key had my eyes on, but a lot of them I remember the ones I even had my eye on. I remember seeing them at my. This is why I hated about working in the movies. You oh. get to see all the damn couples, you know, mm. like that's some shit. Any girl you think about talking to, you'll see her with the dude. I'm like, ain't this some shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm over, I'm right here. I'm getting free movies and shit. I can't even take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, it's like, so I haven't even looked at like none of my high school crushes and like and the crush I talked to you about my podcast on your podcast. I didn't even know that me and that crush were at the same school at the same time <laughs> until years later. Until we met up and we started talking and stuff, and we were like, "Wow, that's how that happened." So I didn't even know. Yeah, because you guys were uh, like a year apart. And I think like in, when you're in school, it's really hard to like mess with like the younger, the people that aren't in your grade, I shall say, unless you have like an elective class with them because you're kind of like, I don't know, every grade's like its own little gang. Yeah, every grade definitely. And then, then the school I went to, if you ever visit um, my hometown, St. Petersburg, Florida, the school is big as hell. It looks like a damn oh. college campus, you know. What oh, it's, it's that those big, schools. you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like they could be on one side of the building, and I'm you know. on the other side of the building, and the cafeteria is big as hell. So you have like two lunch periods. So it's like, oh wow, you couldn't even, you probably wouldn't even notice them unless you were in athletics or something like that. But my ass, my senior year, <laughs> I just was working at the movies. And get my grades right, you know what I'm saying? So, wow, that, my school is very like, um, like we have a big freshman class, we always say, and then by senior year, it's going to be about 100, 150 because all the teen pregnancies and dropouts and whatnot. So, we're a very tight knit group. I think that's also why I keep tabs on all my crushes, just because like it's small town energy. That's just what you do. We're a little community. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of feel that, but then I'm just like, I'm just, <laughs> thinking about the bigger things i'm thinking about my vision i'm just i'm just thinking about other things to be worried about what this crush had i just want to be that one that they see me and they're like damn i shouldn't have slept on him that's like i think that's the goal of so many for crushes you want that like revenge moment of like uh, should have had me. <laughs> yeah, you should have brought you should have brought the stock when it was low because I bet it everybody can go back 20, 30 years, they'd be buying up Apple and Amazon stock like out of this oh, world. No. Oh, I know. To have a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would, everyone's like what would you do it's like hmm I might go back and I well I always have this thing about time travel and crushes like if you could go back in time what celebrity would you try to hook up with <laughs> but maybe I would use it not to hook up with Steve Martin in the 70s and I'd use it to buy Amazon stock yeah I would definitely buy up the Amazon stock <laughs> and, not, and not look at Pam Greer or look at oh. <laughs> Pam Greer that's my husband's <laughs> number one <laughs> Damn, great minds think alike, huh? Yeah, oh. yeah. He, uh, yeah, he actually never, I'm not like a big movie person. Like, I like I like the movies I like, and I'm not like, I have to see every movie. And he introduced me to, he loves Tarantino, so Jackie Brown's now like, 
in our house it is godlike. It is top tier. We have posters. We, <laughs> we pray to pray to our Pam Greer, Jackie Brown. <laughs> yeah, Pam Greer did look badass in that. But there's some women in the '90s. They just look beautiful as well. I'm like Nia Long looked beautiful. I'm like, God damn. She's still. We um. I'm part of the I did not make these rankings podcast network, and every Tuesday night we do like a draft. And this week I picked to draft AARP hotties. So it was celebrities over the age of 50 uh, that are hot. And we Nia Long didn't get drafted, but we mentioned her after. And I think everybody that was black, I was like. They're over 50? That's insane. <laughs> Almost all of them, except for Denzel, because I, I knew he was over 50, but it still looks great. Man, I think Denzel was my mama and my aunt's crush, because they kept talking about him whenever his movies, they say, some <laughs> Denzel, I'm like, mama and aunt must like them or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moms have crushes, too. I'd love to have my mom on, but I don't think she would understand Zoom or have a microphone. But she would talk yeah. about um, Sam Elliott, the guy with the mustache with the good voice. He's in the ranch. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's crazy about my mom is my mom will see some beautiful women and, like, what about her? I'm like, God damn it, mom. You out, I'm like, it's bad when you get to a certain age and your mother's out here scouting. And you know, I ain't gonna lie, my sister I'd be my my sister do the same thing. She she again she be advocating for Texas, but it's like <laughs> my goodness, because she said the women I look, I've been seeing some beautiful women from Texas. I'm like, okay, I know Beyonce's from Texas, I know Megan Thee Stallion's from Texas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like well, maybe Texas is, it's got something there. Maybe go visit yeah. your sister, see what's going on. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm plotting to get out there, you know what I'm saying? It's just, um, I got a lot of things I got going on, you know what I'm saying? You know, getting the podcast back up and running. And then I did a podcast with some beautiful ladies out in Texas, though, so it could happen. I'm not saying it could happen. So that's another question. Um, So what state or do you notice that all the main crushes be from? What? What what state is like the pretty state? God, that's a hard question because it's like a lot of them are fictional. So I would say the world of I like TV, <laughs> TV or movies. I don't have a state though. No. Yeah, I get a lot of TV movie crushes. I would say Disney. I think Disney's gonna be like the biggest for crushes. I think cartoons get a lot of people going. You said it's weird to you, but I don't know. I have uh, so many animated well, crushes. Well, shout out to Disney. You know, <laughs> I hope, you know, this is how I know I need to get out of Florida. If our governor is pissing off Disney, I'm like, bro, that's you not don't want to piss Disney off. Mm-mm. That's like uh, making the, the, the beehive or whatever mad, like Beyonce fans. You just, there are some entities you don't mess with. <laughs> yes. And you don't, and you definitely don't mess with the beehive, even though I can't, even though I don't quite understand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm like, like is this, somebody a long time ago told me you had to pay to be in the beehive. No, no, no. I think it just, it's a it's a mental, it's a state of mind, it's a way of life. But I can't, she was just in LA and, you know, they always are like, oh, what celebrities were at Beyonce? And I'm like, do these people even know the words or is this just a night out just to wear silver? Because I, I, uh, I like Beyonce's Talented and everything and I watched that Baychella. Like I stayed up late to watch it because I was like, well, what's she going to do? And I wanted to see if Destiny's Child popped out. But it was impressive. No, she's a showman, but. I'm like, I don't really know her music, 
you know it's like she's i don't yeah. <laughs> you know at least you're honest about it because i see so many people on social media they look like they about to go to damn prom or they about <laughs> to go out to some nice formal event to go see beyonce i'm like is you going to shake beyonce's hand uh, actually, I like it. I, I think after the pandemic and being shut in, this is definitely the summer of fandoms. You have the Renaissance tour, people going dressed, like you said, dressed to the nines for a Beyonce and the Silver and the Taylor Swift tour. I've enjoyed seeing all their things. And even to Barbie, you said you had worked in a movie theater. People, it came out July 21st. People are still going to theaters in pink to see Barbie. And I, I think it's so cool. I, I did. I can't lie to you. Um, back when I worked at the movies, the superhero movies would come out and people would come up to the movies dressed in their superhero. <laughs> I'll just be back there cracking up. I'm like, your damn did, superhero is not going to show up, you know. Did Remember when Black Panther came out and people were like in African regalia? Oh, man. <laughs> listen, I was there. I was with the people in the African. I saw a handful of people with the African girl out. I said, I love it, my brothers. I love it. It was so cool to see. I lived in uh, like Wandale area at the time, and I was like, this is amazing. People, I, I love fan. Like, my favorite thing in the world, other than crushes, is fandom. So I love, like, even if I don't understand it, you know, I love to see you just go for it. Like, get crazy. Have fun. Yeah. That yeah, makes you like, happy. <laughs> yeah. It's like I love the fandom too. And it's like, you know, I loved, I love seeing some of my friends because. They talked me into going to the midnight showing, and after I worked at the movies for years, <laughs> it took me years to go back. It's like, because you, you kind of know everything that goes mm -hmm. on at the movie there because you work there. And so it's like, it's probably the second time since I graduated <laughs> from high school that I went to movies because I I, mm -hmm. um, I quit my job um, at the movies right before I went, went off to FAMU, so... After mm. that, I never really went to movies. <laughs> I rarely eat popcorn because, <laughs> oh my goodness, people ruin popcorn. Yeah, it's like there'll be people that want you to burn your hand to get the hot popcorn, drowning in butter, and then ask for uh, got the nerve to ask for a diet coke, a large <laughs> diet coke. <laughs> yeah, it was like PTSD of the theaters. <laughs> Yeah, basically PTSD of the theaters, you know. You know, some mm -hmm. of them I would like the experience. I've seen some theaters they got a bed in them and stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah, the AMC we lived by when we lived in California in Lawndale, right across the street at the mall. It was wonderful. We could just roll out of bed in our pajamas, go to a matinee, had the recliners, and that was just oh my god. Then we moved to Virginia, no recliners, like uh, it was it was like going from the pit house to like a motel six. It was like, oh, this yeah. is like peasantry. That was so sad. I know that's that's how that's how it feels. And, and then also I've I been feeling that way whenever I stayed at a hotel. I'm like one week we had a nice penthouse hotel, the next week we we're like, what? I, I know. Oh hotels, I I'm a cheap traveler. I'm like, as long as we're not gonna get killed at the hotel, it's fine. My husband's like looking at the crime reports and like the area. Like we went to before in 2019, before everything went crazy, we went to New Orleans for the first time and I was like, I got the Airbnb, it's fine, no problem. Day before we we're supposed to leave, he checks the map. He's like, there was like murders everywhere. He made me he's like, We're canceling that. We have to get a new one, like day before our flight. And it worked out. We got a good Airbnb. Yeah. See, <laughs> I would 
if it's me, I'll probably try to get Airbnb in the city or get a hotel in the city because I know that's what I did for Philadelphia, even though I'm, you know, it was like $700 for three nights. But I was like, shit, you know, it's like, but hey, it was for a conference and I had to speak at that conference. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was worth it, you know. It was the, like, the hotel, the room at the hotel the conference is at? Um, no, oh. no, that one was way more expensive. I think they mm. wanted like a thousand dollars for mm. the three nights. Cool, yeah, yeah. We went to 90s con and I was like, we stayed at the hotel that the you know it was attached to the convention hall, and that was it wasn't that bad. I think I booked it like pretty way in advance as soon as we got the tickets, but yeah, if you, mm. yeah, you're in Florida, you should go. 90s con's gonna be down there this okay, year. I might. I might have to swing through it just to see what it's like because I'm wondering now which is worse the the fandom the the nineties con fandom or people in their sports gear because people sports. in their oh <laughs> really worse like more intense the sports people weird nineties there was some like strange people nineties con it was it was interesting I'll say that I was like. I'm, but I'm such a big '90s fan, so I have, I fit in. But at the same time, I was like, "There's some strange people here." Yes, man. Listen, I was like, I was born in the '90s, but I said I would have loved to live in the '90s because shit was so cheap back then. <laughs> it was. You're born in the '90s, huh? I was born in the '80s, so I got to you know be a child of the '90s, '90s kid. Yeah, 80s it's thing. like. Things were just so cheap back then, and then so I'm like, look, McDonald's money wasn't that much. Now McDonald's money is like an arm and a leg. Yeah, I was. My mom was like, I went and got a uh, Poppy. That's my nephew's nickname. A meal and like whatever. It was like eighteen dollars for one person. Like, like we ate, like I am part chicken nugget because of how much McDonald's we ate in the '90s. So I can't imagine us doing that now. We we could not afford that. Man, we couldn't afford that. That's still crazy. So getting back to crushes, like, what makes you just look forward to hearing from people in their crushes? Like, is this just a fantasy or what made you just, what what drives you to talk to people about crushes? Um, it reminds me of being at a slumber party with my friends. And I think I think it's fun to talk about people you like or just these kind of emotional things that are tied up to a crush. And I'm always interested of why. Like, especially if it's like, well, it's like a Disney character or a TV character that I'm not too familiar with or I would have never thought to crush on. I'm like, why does this, first, why does this appeal to someone? Yeah. Do people have logical answers, or do you uh, have you heard an answer that you just like? I look them like they're crazy. Yeah, I think they're all logical. They're usually like, of course, there's a physical attraction, but for some of them, it's like the personality, or like we're having a guess that their crush was Kermit the Frog from the Muppet Babies cartoon, and Kermit was like a leader of the pack, and it's it's more than just like he's a frog that's cool. It's like you know, unravel why. And then we kind of got into maybe they're just attracted to green characters because they also like Michelangelo and Shrek wasn't too bad looking to them. So, you know, we're, we unraveled some things. <laughs> Damn, Shrek wasn't bad. Look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shrek, the Shrek fandom, if you want to talk crazy, go to a Shrek rave. They have them. They're wild. Not, not Shrek. Damn. 
That movie Check came rate. out so many years ago. There are people with fandoms today. Yeah, if you look on Instagram, check out like if you could like maybe hashtag Shrek Rave. Me and my brother are obsessed with sending each other those clips because people will dress like the characters and like just start dancing. It's yeah, it's crazy. That that is some very interesting things. <laughs> like I did not think Shrek the Shrek movie that came out in the early two thousands had a fandom mm-hmm. like that. I know oh, Star yeah. Wars did, but I did not not was not expecting Shrek. I think everything has a fandom. It's just like what part of the internet you're gonna find it. Cause there's a show on HBO that just ended. It's called like How To with John Wilson. And the show's crazy to explain, but eventually he winds up at this like meeting of Avatar fans. That is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. It's just like it's kind of cult like with them, but yeah, there's a I think it's just where you're going to go and find your little niche. <laughs> so let me guess, the Avatar fans would just dress up in blue and stuff for the movie and stuff? Uh, no, they just had, like, shirts and were just talking about the lore of it and how much, like, what it means. And You know, like, when Matrix came out and people were, like, really into, like, what does it mean? So they just dig into it a little, a little further than I would have ever. I've never even seen Avatar, so. Yeah, I haven't either. I can't just sit through a movie that's like three hours. No. And, um, nah, no. I ain't trying to do that. I, I know I, I can watch a football game for three hours, <laughs> but that's some action, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I can't sit through no movie for three hours. Um, I did through Oppenheimer. That's not usually my cup of tea, but I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. I enjoyed Oppenheimer. Well, at least you in, enjoyed it, you know. I mean, what I think what we need to find is we need to find a podcast fandom so that way we can make money off these people. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, not have to work a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. We can just tap into the podcast fandom. Yeah. I mean, I think certain people have their fandoms, but yeah, I don't know anyone who's just like, I love podcasts, you know, gotta yeah. have them all like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard them either, but it always, it's always shocking to me when someone does. Snoop across my podcast, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, I enjoyed your podcast." I'm like, "I know, I know, I've been doing it for a minute. I shouldn't be shocked, <laughs> but you know, it's always shocking to hear." But it's nice. It's nice to hear. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, it, it's yeah. nice to hear. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. I hope y'all been enjoying this conversation, and I hope y'all have your liquor poured up. Now, Kendra, I do want to get a woman's perspective on this last topic. Now, last week with the fellas on the season premiere, we talked about. How September is Take a Man on a Date Month. Now, from you being a lady, what do you think of that? Have you ever taken your husband out on, on a date for um during this month or in, in general? Um, I've never heard of this date, September being this Take a Man on a Date Month, but I love it. I think that in our society, we put a lot of pressure on the men to do the asking and to do the initiating of any kind of love interaction. So I think it's good to flip the table. You know, we always have those Sadie Hawk and dance things, plots in most TV shows that involve teenagers. But I think it should be a normal thing. Go and ask a guy out. Take them out for once. Wine and dine them. Take the pressure off them. Because men, you know, I think there there's also a lot of pressure on men and their mental health. So maybe give them a little relief from stress and Take the pressure off them. Make them yeah. feel nice. Yeah. See, it's nice to hear a woman say that, you know what I'm saying? Because us, man, we do we do got to do everything when it comes to date nights <laughs> and stuff. It's refreshing to hear a woman say, hey, um, tell her fellow ladies, take the man out, you know? Yeah, why does he have to do the asking and everything? But take charge. It's 21st century. If you see a guy you like, take him out. 
Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> You heard it from a lady right here, ladies. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot, and especially if it's somebody you have a crush on, because hey, you know, we need more happy stories on Kendra's podcast. You know, and we've only had one workout. Come on. <laughs> damn, I, I really find that hard to believe. Only one workout out of all the episodes. I'm like, damn. <laughs> we won. <laughs> damn, and I know, I know, my story didn't really help anything, you know, but. <laughs> Maybe, maybe someday we do a part two and I tell you how the reverse is how she hit a reverse card on me, you know. What I'm saying? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, reverse card mm-hmm. like Uno, maybe. Hey, but you, you gotta remain optimistic, you know. What I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying because if you be miserable about it, you will be depressed. So, because the after effect of getting rejected by crushes is things, though, you know, it does, it does. I could definitely. It does. I've asked one person out in my adult life or before I like started really dating, I had worked with him and I was, it was after the job had ended and I had tickets to this like Jimmy Kimmel taping. And I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe he'll go with me. I said, you know, not a date, just like ask him if he wants to go see some music. (sighs) No, it was a big no. And I was like, it took everything in me to hit send on that Facebook message. It was like the most stressful moment of my life up until that point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I guess, I guess now you know you know you do know how it feels when you have to deal with a crush, you know, because those are some yeah. stressful, very stressful mm-hmm. moments. It is, it is, especially as an adult, because you're just like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you never really grow out of the crush phase, you know. What I'm saying? No, no, unless you're like, I think it may be old people, but even then, well. My dad, he's a ladies guy. He's a ladies man. So <laughs> he's he's in his 80s and he told me he can get any woman he wants in his 80s. <laughs> Confidence. <laughs> no, Papa probably got pockets. That he probably got money in them pockets. That's probably what it is. He don't. He don't. He's just like he's like kind of like shaft. He's smooth. He is a smooth operator even in his 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's probably how you got your mom right? Uh, he had a Corvette and uh, gave her roses. That's how he got her. But he was married at the time. Oh, oh no! When I say he's a ladies' man, I mean it. I'm one of fifteen of his children. Damn, and my shit, and I'm looking at my dad crazy for having four of us. But <laughs> see, he had four of us, but we don't know how many he could have had because he did tell some stories about. How he beat up women that said they were pregnant to make sure oh. they don't have a baby. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Dad, you're a little violent just to make sure this woman didn't have a baby. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa, Dad. <laughs> no, 15, that like, well, 15 is the number we say, but I, I, he only talks to like a few. So I, there's, I only accept some. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how I am with um, the sister I'm, I'm close to that the move that the hauled ass to Texas, you know. That's probably the only one I'm really close to. The other two, um, the other two I deal with, um, well, I really don't deal with them that much because yeah. their mom and my mom had beef, you know, it trickled um, down to us. So it is what it is. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, like I, I know of them. I've only met like one of them. Um, I only claim, I really only claim my brothers that my mom gave me. I have a half brother and then one full brother. So they're mm-hmm. my brothers. And then there's there's other people that I have biological connections with. I call them. Yeah, yeah, you know. Have you ever had any of your family members on to talk about their crushes? Um, no, my family's not like an internet family. They're not savvy, and they also just don't have like I maybe have my brother. My brother's an artist, so he could come on and talk about his art. But other than that, no. 
they're not an internet people. I try to try to keep them off the internet. Yeah, I I, I tried to have once, but hey, family they they knows this so they're gonna find out and they're, you know. <laughs> Luckily, they haven't really been giving me too much crap about look talk, you know. So, but they, they I think family they they find a way to find out, you know. Yeah, they, since they don't really know the internet, they actually, I, you know, freelance, right? They don't know what I do for a living, like, for a long time. They were like, you do something on the computer. As long as I wasn't asking them for money, they didn't really ask a lot of questions. As long as you weren't asking them <laughs> for money, they like, weren't asking questions. Yeah, they were like, she must be doing fine. She's fine. She's not asking for us to cover her rent anymore, so I guess she's fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a parent's dream. But then, then some parents turn around and need, they need your help. Yeah, we're getting to that point. I think it's good to like be able to say, hey, now it's your turn. I don't yeah, want you. I got you. I got you. No problems. I got you. Mm -hmm. Like if you need something, I'll be there for you. But, uh, you know, if you're getting to that age where you're getting too old, let's talk about if you really want to live with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you kind of have that where you're like your parents like, oh, I don't want to live with that one. I want have they chosen? <laughs> my mom's chosen. Yeah, I think my mom. I think my mom. She knows it's it's just me. But my dad, on the other hand, is a lot of us. So I don't know who he's gonna choose. So rolls the dice. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you head out to Texas or deal with the ones right there in St. Pete. You know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well. You know, whatever happens, happens. I, I would I would take care of my mom. My dad, I've I've offered, but we'll see. Um my my dad, uh we'll we'll see. You know what I'm saying? My mom, she know I got her. Once once I get to the point where I have it, she know I got her. But what is any fun advice that you have to people that have a crush? Um, go for it. Go for it. Slide into the DM, get into their face, just go for it again. You just never know how it's going to work out. And you might find your life partner. You might find a friend or you might just have a fun story to tell on Crushgasm. Yes, that's real. <laughs> so what do you, so what do you, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season? I know you got the episode we did that's dropping soon. Uh, well, you are coming up. I actually interviewed Danny from, if you remember the movie Mean Girls, he played the character Damien. He's coming on. He's the one that talked about uh, Kermit. Uh, what else? In October, it's going to be a fun month. Uh, the people from my podcast network, I did not make these rankings, are all going to come on. And each week, we're going to explore a different area of the horror genre, horror movies, uh, The Final Girls, Stephen King, and uh, Black people in horror. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one. How We yeah. Always Die. Uh <laughs> Listen, I need one where the Black people don't die first, where the Black people make it to the <laughs> end of the movie. Did you watch The Blackening? I, I was looking for it on Netflix, but I don't know if it ever came out. I, I don't know if it's dry. It, it'll probably drop in the next couple of weeks just to get that, you know, um, October rush. But it was it was predictable, but it was very funny. It was not scary. I wouldn't call it horror. I, I think scary movie might even have more horror elements than the blackening. But it was it was very funny. It, I looked at it and I'm like, I bet the black people are going to sit there and crack jokes instead of actually get scared. Yeah, it was just, it was a really funny movie. It just wasn't scary, and you you knew who the bad guy was right away. <laughs> so was the writing great? Nah, it wasn't. It's not my top ten. I don't think for the year. I always make a top ten list, and I I don't think it's up there. But <laughs> I would still check it out if it's if you could stream. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you can stream it, I definitely will check it out. But lastly, 
what I like to ask everybody is you do have a great podcast. Um, I was honored to be on. Um, why, do, in your own words, why do the people need to tap in with the Crushgasm podcast? Um, check out Crushgasm because if you don't like necessarily know who the crush is or why, you can kind of relate to it. Just go through the episodes. You might be like, oh, I also had a crush on Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Why did this person like them? Is it the same reason I like them? Or if you just like interesting conversations, you never know where a crush conversation is going to go. Sometimes we get therapeutic. Sometimes we just keep it light. So, you know, just check it out. It's a fun time. And who hasn't had a crush? <laughs> yes, you're right. Who hasn't had a crush? We've all had crushes. Some we some got the W's. Some we mm-hmm. took the L's, you know. And we took them L's and we kept on pushing. But- <laughs> But nevertheless, Kendra, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. And I want to thank you for coming on Liquor Talk. And always, if you ever want to come back again, you just let me know. Because remember, I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. If you need another crush story, let me know. I'll give you another one, you know. Well, so. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to listeners for pouring up for this for this good long hour, pouring up, getting you nice and lick the litty, you know. Don't get a DUI out here on these streets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Remember this. Thank you for tuning in to Liquor Talk. Oh, Kendra, where where can the people find you? You can find everything at crushgasmpodcast.com. Uh, there's links everywhere. And anywhere, if you're listening to this, you'll probably find Crushgasm as well. So yes. you know, Spotify, Anchor, whatever they call it, Apple, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Yes, yes, please tap into this Young Ladies Podcast. And always remember to pour and tap in with the liquor talk. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the season six, we just getting started. So pour it up. And until the next episode, deuces, ladies and gentlemen, deuces.